What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Pedro. And Solomon. Welcome to the Off Mic Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about everything music and the culture that surrounds it. So basically, we started off with three episodes. The first being our origin stories, kind of how we got into music. The second one being our favorite albums of last year, 2018. And the third being an ode to Frank Ocean, basically, where we kind of break down his legacy and what he means to us and as an artist. But now we're going to get into current events and what's really going on in the music world. Yeah, and going forward, we'll probably continue doing that. We might have a couple episodes here and there where we talk about one specific topic and we stay to that topic. But for the most part, we're going to be doing current events, kind of things that are going on in music. So um, right off the bat, we're going to go briefly into the Oscars and we're going to talk about Shallow by uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, man. From uh, A Star is Born. A banger. Honestly, it's just <laughs> a straight up banger. And it won, I believe, best best musical score or best music some 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 shit from some <laughs> it won an award it won yeah, gold it won an oscar <laughs> rightly so and um yeah it was i I, ha- I didn't watch the movie but i mean some of one of my friends put me onto the song and i just been bumping it heavy and it's just a banger it's got a lot of respect in the music industry especially for like people who don't really listen to that type of music in that genre i think it just makes waves and which i mean it's certified Oscar, right? It won an Oscar, and, and the performance Grammy? was Did it crazy win a Grammy too. too. Yeah, it won a Grammy as well. Um, so just racking up awards right now for sure. And the live performance at the Oscars was great too. And shout out Bradley Cooper for being a surprisingly a great singer. I guess yeah. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Nah. Um, All right, yeah, so and, yeah, and then um, <laughs> let's get into some of the new new music that's been coming out for sure. I mean, we were just talking about shallow. We're gonna do a little. <laughs> Switch over, water-related, drip or drown. We're going to talk about <laughs> Gunna's new um, album. Yeah. Um, first off, all I want to say is that album cover is brazy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. And and I, don't think, I don't think it was Photoshop. I heard it was... Nah, I think it was the real the, deal. Like, in the water. Yeah. Fucking up um, in the water, yeah. So, with the umbrella. <laughs> Which is crazy, because nowadays, we see a lot of, of albums come out, and their cover art is pretty ill. And then you usually see like a release party and then you'll, you'll catch uh, videos and pictures of it on Instagram. But apparently this one was at an aquarium, which is kind of wild. So staying true to the to the drip or drown kind of the theme. Blanking, yeah, the theme. <laughs> I blanked on the word. But yeah, that that's hot right now. Also, Father of Four, which is Offset's offering to the music world, his individual album. Yeah. His solo, his solo debut. Yeah. And a lot has happened since... Was it Takeoff that dropped his album? Especially with Offset and Cardi. As mm-hmm. you know, they're like the world's favorite celebrities right now, especially Cardi. Yeah. So he kind of had a documentary that dropped with it. And Did he actually? Yeah. And, and um, which was a little wild because he had Cardi giving birth. He had a scene where he like actually had. In a, the documentary? In the documentary, he had a scene where Cardi was actually giving birth in the hospital room. Was it actually Cardi? Was it like a reenactment? No, nah, it was actually Cardi. That's um, kind of that's weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was seeing like a lot of people react differently to that. It's kind of, I mean, it's obviously very honest, but I'm not trying to see that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even trying to see my own wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a it's a little too much. But I mean, hey, if he feels comfortable sharing that, it's kind of crazy. Um, that's what's up. I mean, who do you think is who's your who's the best Migo? 
Who do you think out of the Jeez. three of them? I think they all bring something to the table, but I think yeah. my favorite would probably have to be Quavo. I, I was thinking that too. I think I didn't really listen to Takeoff's album, and I didn't really listen. Actually, I didn't really listen to any of their albums because I just like them more as, as a, a group, as a unit. As like, yeah, exactly. All of them together because they're so good together and how how they work together. Um, individually, I just feel like when maybe I maybe to, like an EP or something. Yeah, exactly. When I listen to any of their albums. I felt like it was missing something. And I'm like, oh, he's missing the two other niggas in the group. <laughs> There's some ad-libs missing. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. feel that. But, um, yeah, I listened to this one. I think I went straight through once. And I was planning to listen to it, give it a couple more listens. But I was, it was, it was all right. It was pretty good. I mean, I remember the first song was pretty, he was like talking about, I think he was dedicating the song to his kids or something. Yeah. Which was the theme of that album, actually. Yeah, exactly. It was basically the theme of the album, but. And it was cool. It was cool to see um, him do his own thing, especially after we got Quavo and Takeoff's joint. Uh, but I think that that's like more of an acquired taste. If you like that trap, that new trap music, then mm-hmm. this this will definitely be a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but I actually heard, I saw a lot of people not fucking with it on like social media, on Twitter or whatever. I saw some people who actually liked it. Really? I mean, I, mean, I, I, thought, it was, I, guess, I thought it was pretty good, but a lot of people were like, they didn't really like it too much. Yeah, there was like a bunch of memes and people just like kind of cutting it and be like, yo, this is, this is low-key trash <laughs> or whatever. I think it came, it was supposed to come out at 12. That's the last thing I saw before going to sleep. It's like it's supposed to come out at 12 and it wasn't coming out yet. And then it came out at like 1 o'clock, I think, and everybody's like, yo, this wasn't even worth that hour, extra hour. I, I, I could have went wait. to sleep and like woken up early for work and shit. Like, yeah. that's what I remember seeing. But I mean, I thought it was okay. I, I saw some people, especially in the music industry, industry say that they were um a little bit surprised i mean in the in a good sense at at what he he had brought to the table i mean it's definitely different i think especially with that first song which i remember strongly um it's definitely a different approach something i would have not expected from um from quavo i mean not from quavo from um offset from offset um, shout out to the j cole feature too it's my favorite part. Of that yeah, album. Which, yeah, that song was good too. Actually, J Cole came in and killed that, and I'm, I think it's cool that he's coming in with like different features. I feel like he hasn't been hopping on a lot of tracks recently, or like for the past few years, especially after the Twenty One Savage feature. And I feel like this one, there might have been a couple, of, one or two others, maybe. Yeah. I think that's like the best way to use other artists. I mean, not use, but collaborate with them because yeah, of I'm more of a J Cole fan than a. Offset fan, yeah, yeah. But I definitely so you'd bring you're gonna bring over the J Cole fans exactly. I want to hear his new verse or whatever, and then they'll probably stop along and continue listening to the rest of the album as exactly. well. So you have more eyes on that or more ears, but yeah. yeah. The next thing I wanted to bring up was the LeBron A and R situation for the Two Chains album. Yeah, so he has a project. Two Chains has a project dropping on Apple Music exclusively March first, I believe. Or is dropping in general March first, but there's a documentary I think on Apple Music. Wait, why does everybody have documentaries now? I think I remember Future was like the first one. I mean, not the first one in like history, but like of this year, I think I remember Future dropped with this re- last album. Yeah, he, he a- dropped on Apple Music too. So I mean, do, even every, before does everybody that, really need a documentary. Like, do <laughs> even I need be, to see a I documentary mean, on Two Chains? When I actually before Future dropped one. J. Cole did one for For Your Eyes Only. Did he actually? He did, yeah. and it was good. And as a fan, I was I was very intrigued. I guess, yeah, I guess it's for the fans. Like, exactly. if you fuck with that artist, you're going to want to see a documentary. I'm like, gonna... for example, if Frank Ocean were to drop a documentary for, Which like, he would never Blanc, do, probably. Exactly, he would never. But you would want it. You would definitely be into that. Okay. I'd pay good money right, to see that. You feel the point. You feel the point. <laughs> exactly. So, 
that's what's happening. But okay. I think the most the more interesting topic is LeBron as an A and R. I feel like he's always on Instagram or on Twitter quoting songs or, or bumping you to songs. You always see him in his like his like mini bus or whatever, just bumping whatever. Where, like where on his, the way to practice his or to a game. With a little, little silky dooey. Exactly. And I feel like that he's like the male version of Kylie Jenner, <laughs> where like you know how Kylie would be like Damn, on I'm, Snapchat. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and void that no. comparison. <laughs> no, no, I mean I see what you're saying, but <laughs> I, no. I, I can't really compare no. LeBron to Kylie. Let me but finish. I feel you. Let I feel me finish. you. On just like influence, you didn't let me finish. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> on influence, and I mean and nail polish choices. I feel yeah, like obviously. they both. Nah, nah. But like definitely, like if Kylie, because they both have millions on top of millions of followers. So oh, yeah. like if. If they put up a them like a video of them bumping the song or whatever, that artist is gonna automatically yeah, get. Yeah, you'd be like, oh my god, what song is this? Like I've definitely done that where someone that I like, that's famous, like an artist that I like, is like playing something or like just doing whatever, and there's like music in the background. I'm like, I'm like trying to like quote. I'm like, I need to find like a sentence in that song. Yeah, and then put it in Google and be like, did it like yeah, who said this exactly? And it'd be like, oh, so and so. I'm like, oh, that's the that's the that's the manual Shazam right exactly, there. Exactly, that's like yeah. long division for me. I'm math. not gonna Shazam like a fucking Snapchat like 15 second video or however. Long. I don't know. Yeah, who uses Snapchat? Like, <laughs> but like, yeah, so I feel like I can see LeBron. If LeBron's playing a bunch of two chain songs in his whip, people are gonna be like, oh, it's just a new two chains album with like whatever. But like I can't. What else is he? What, what else can he do? Yeah. So, as an A and R, like what is he? What do you so think he's doing? So that's that's the that's a big thing, right? So like he's, a, I mean, people have called him like an A and R, but just I guess on social media. But now he's officially the A and R of this project. And also, is he actually doing like you know how some for like movies they'll have like a producer? Yeah. But like a lot of times, like what does a producer do? Yeah. Like you would have like multiple producers, and then it would be like a famous person, like um. I feel like Matt Damon was a, a producer on some recent movie in the past. So it's like, what? Yeah. Like, what's the title? So like, as LeBron as an A and R, is that like just like build up hype? Because I feel like Two Chains, like that, a selling point for this album is like, oh yeah, LeBron, like the album that LeBron A and R'd on. Yeah. And it's like, I want to see like, like you get an article, or maybe he does an interview where he really he breaks of, that. And maybe that's a documentary. That. <laughs> Uh, so the documentary's on LeBron. I'd watch that. No, no. I mean, it's on both. <laughs> it's the process. I think... All right. So, like, A&R nowadays... Because isn't the title something to do with, like, him going to play ball or... It's like yeah. ball, like ball or go to the leagues or some yeah. shit? Or some, so I feel like the documentary would be, like, his past as a ball player. Because I know he's real tall and I know he, he is nice at ball. Yeah, he's super beast at ball. He so used maybe to be, that, that I think would he be used the, to be D1. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Word. So maybe that's, I, that's a I great correlation. Him, yeah, I, can, I can see him... The documentary being broken down, like, I guess, like, this is him playing ball and being nice at his school, but then he's also, like, in the studio recording or on the, on the block probably yeah. doing whatever. I'm just more interested about the LeBron being, and I feel like that's exactly what the whole point is, because we're all, everybody's talking about it. Like, <laughs> we're think, talking about it. So now yeah. we're going to want to listen to the album and be like, oh, did LeBron do his thing as an a and song? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think, I think the, the term A&R which I believe stands for artist and, and repertoire. Okay. Yeah. Um, or A&R as in artist relations, a lot of people That's call it. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, I think what he does is kind of form the shape of the album. And I think he has a specific advantage just because he's such a big music fan, right? Yeah. So I think what he's doing is taking his 2 chains project, kind of working through it with him mm -hmm. and kind of... Filling in those pieces as a listener. So I is feel it like, just him being like, yo, this is hot or no, this is, 
I don't think this is dope. From the from the minute snippet that I saw, it felt like it was something like that. Oh, there's like a video clip of him in the studio. Yeah, that's, oh really? I think that's why. That's why I got the the idea of the documentary coming. of just being him being like, nah, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't work. Nah, um, I think he was talking about it. He was talking about the music and the project as a whole, and I think that's what A and R people do. They basically shape the album. So if he feels like something's missing, or if he feels like somebody would be good on the track, mm-hmm. he would suggest it or make it happen. I think. I mean, so LeBron, do you think you think this album will be an automatic ten out of ten? For LeBron heads, I feel like people like on LeBron's dick would be like, "Yo, if LeBron thought this was dope, I have to think this is dope." And then people are gonna be like, gonna "Be number one." People are gonna be like, "Yo, Michael Jordan has six rings, but does he have an A and R credit?" <laughs> no, he doesn't. I don't know. I feel like regardless, I feel like Mike, I'm yo, Michael Jordan definitely has ta- like trash ass taste in music. I feel like you see these boot, <laughs> these boot cut jeans you be wearing with like the dress shoes. You like, never know, bro. This nigga definitely li- listens to country or some shit. I can see Michael <laughs> Jordan jamming out to he, some. He like, was hype listening to Shallow, bro. What? Yo, I'd get hype listening to. Sh- yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically that's that. So we're gonna wait on on yeah, that. We're gonna, we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep a watch for that. When, next when does it week, come out? We'll, it, it comes out? out Friday, I believe. So oh, this Friday. Yeah. So next I'd week, watch we're the documentary. I'd actually watch that now. Word. Um. So some other music that came out that I think should be mentioned is Boogie from mm. Compton's project, yeah. Everything for Sale. I think it's one of the hardest projects that's come out. Mm-hmm. He's uh, signed to Shady Records, so he signed to M, and it sounds a lot like. The storytelling in Good Kid, Mad City, which is a big comparison because that's, that's so, like yeah. a top five album. Both Compton too, yeah. Exactly, but it's great. Like, is it is that good? And he dropped a little mini documentary because everybody loves visuals these days. So he dropped something on you. I think it's on YouTube. So oh, is it like with oh, is that what you're trying to? So yeah, it's like yeah. all the all the songs with the video, but it's like just one video. Exactly, but oh, I don't know okay. if it's, it's all like of them. Yeah, it's not all of them in its entirety, but it's. All the songs are played some way, like even if it's just a snippet. Okay, word. See, that's dope. I like that because a lot of artists have done that in the past too. And I think even if it's not the full song, it could be like an actual story. And yeah. they're like going through their life or whatever or something. Or so- I think I feel like Kendrick did something like that. Or, or maybe I forgot someone did that. And it would just be snippets of the song. And like the background, or like he gets into a car, and like on the radio is one of his songs yeah, like from the album, yeah. stuff like that. I think that's dope, and it's still telling a story. So I mean, if he did that, that sounds dope. I think I'd I'd definitely check that out. Yeah, I mean the project in general is fire. Yeah, um, I mean you were sh- you showed me a couple songs, and he does sound kind of like he has like a chance yeah, the has, rapper. Kind he of, sounds a little bit like Chance like the Rapper, vocally, and somebody like else, wise. which we can't pinpoint. But yeah, exactly, if yeah. you know, hit us up on yes, on, I mean, on Twitter or on Instagram exactly. or on Cesspool yeah. anywhere. Us, yeah on the comments below you know and then yes that's our homework find out who boogie sounds like yeah um, the next project is Kaylani's project mm. so it's called while we wait and it's basically an ep of nine songs yeah don kennedy's in there music soul child ty dollar sign black so that's those four names right there are heavy hitters when was the last time she released um this is not her first. She had she released something else before. Right? Oh yeah, she has a couple projects out, but this is her first project in a little in minute. A while, right? Yeah, and she's. I think it's because she's pregnant. But we're this, not pressing you. No, we're not, not pressing you. Or nothing like that. Yeah. I love the. I love the the project though. It's super dope. Yeah. So there's that. But uh, I think one of the big things we wanted to cover is the Dreamville kind of rap camp or musical camp or artist camp that was going on. 
And then we're going to dive into So Far Gone, which just re-released yeah. on all streaming services. On its uh, tenth, tenth year, right? Ten year anniversary? Yeah, ten years. So first off, the Dreamville Camp thing. So basically, this is what I saw it as. I saw it as kind of like an open door invitation to any and every artist. Oh, was anybody? I thought it was they invited like random, like a lot of different people. I didn't yeah, know okay. Was... So I guess it wasn't any and every because you had to have an invite. But the way they went about it was so fire. So basically in this digital age that we live in, they used Instagram to basically market the whole campaign. And they put out like this graphic that basically said Revenge of the Dreamers 3, which is the project that was worked on or like one of them because i know a lot of projects probably came out or a lot of music came out from that session but whoever went they put up a graphic so they put up an instagram post with their name on the top Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that changed the name on the top so if you had that graphic it was like having a golden ticket in the music industry (laughs) which was fire to me Um, damn that's exactly what's that movie called with the golden ticket charlie and the chocolate factory that's literally what it is exactly so it was dope because there was a lot of people there. Ross was there. You had Jonathan Mannion, who's like, like basically, one of the greatest photographers in the, in the hip hop world. He like what's his name? Jonathan Mannion. Mm. He took um, Jay Z's pretty much most of Jay Z's album covers. Yeah, yeah. Like blue, the blueprints and the all blueprint. The blueprint. Yeah, all the of reasonable those. doubt one is actually hard. I actually, reasonable like that doubt. Yeah, he, that's the bit. That's, that's the first the, one. Yeah, exactly. That's the the best one. Yeah, he worked with Biggie, Aaliyah. Like he worked with Mad People. Oh. Yeah, I think I think I watched a documentary on this guy. Yeah, he's beast. But then you had people like Jinx. Oh, who the guy was from a, Complex. Yeah, he, he was a journalist Complex. at Complex. Yeah, now he's, he's cool. I like him. He's um on Revolt, hosting a show with a Remy few other Ma, people. Right? Isn't, I remember right. Remy Ma. Remy yeah, Ma's Scotty Scotty Beam and Joe Budden. So you had people like him, just a, a whole bunch of other artists and photographers, and it's just crazy. Like the anticipation after that session, or just seeing what we saw on the internet kind of just has me on edge mm-hmm. and apparently it's it's scheduled to release in april but we'll see how that goes wait is it a project with all of, all everything that was contributed that day it's all on one like yeah it, i think it was like oh. a few days i think it was like a week or something but it's not it's not like people coming in like can you help me work on this one song for my own album it's like something that that's re- the thing though like there was that's what i thought it was but i also I thought think it it's could a be mix. cool if everybody came together and then they just used their talents to make one like mixed yeah. album. I think that tape. so everybody came had I feel like had some type of input for Revenge of the Dreamers three. Yeah. But there were so many like studios and rooms that people were working on their own projects. That's what like, I heard. That's what I remember seeing. Exactly. Different rooms with different artists doing like different work. So this is I feel like this is what happens when J. Cole and he understands it too. When he comes out of like his shell and like pretty much steps out for the sake of his label you have something like this happening mm-hmm. which is very rare i don't feel like a lot of artists could do that because there's so many politics in and all that but he's been able to do that and bring that that much uh energy to dreamville so i'm very excited to hear revenge of the dreamers yeah the rollout was crazy but now let's go into so far gone yeah 10 years ago drake dropped so far gone and before that he had dropped room for improvement comeback season but then he got that call from Wayne on November 18th. <laughs> he got a plane ride to Houston. And then they started working on this, So Far Gone. And this is, for for everybody who's a fan or not a fan, you've probably heard the best I ever had. Right? Yeah. So that's like, I feel like a lot of people's window into Drake. And that was in this project. 
Uh, there's so much history here. So like, for sure, it's like the ten year challenge. Remember that thing that was on like on <laughs> exactly. social media? This is the, the I was biggest like, flex. When I was listening to it, I was like, all these because I because I completely forgot. Not I didn't completely forget about it, but it's like I haven't listened to it since high school. Yeah. Because then like Apple Music came into play and all these different things came into play. And if you didn't have it already downloaded, then there was no really there was no way of getting it. I yeah. Like, it was probably he, on he YouTube. Put it on, maybe. He put it on OVO block spot, and then that I'm not sure if you could still find it there, but. They had like an EP version of it because not everything was Music, clear. Which is like seven songs. Exactly. Because I remember, I remember when it was supposed to come out on like Thursday or something and I looked and it was only the white cover one. Exactly. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was a black cover and I was listening to it and I was like, I'm, I know there's a bunch of songs missing. missing and I was like, maybe this isn't it. And then I came the next day and the black cover, the OG cover was there and I was like, okay, that's yeah, that's the one. And then listening to it, all these memories came back from just like my high school days yeah, I was just like man. listening to every day and just all the things I would do with friends and just things I was doing while listening to the album. Yeah. Because it was like on rotation. This is like when I was a mean Drake fan, when I was like really into Drake. He was like top three favorite rappers easily yeah. at that time. It was just cool to be like, yo, I haven't listened to this album in so long. And the amount of impact it had on my life and just like seeing all that again was like pretty interesting. Yeah, it was crazy. And I think a lot of people reacted like that. And I think... yeah. Uh, Drake's been with us for so long, I guess his his run has been so long that he kind of like owns some memories of oh, ours. Oh yeah, for sure. So like, especially with that, you hear that and you get thrown way back. So that was it was cool to see, but um, there was a lot of things happening with this album. So there was some obviously some trouble between Kanye and Drake. So yeah, I guess that he got that cleared. Was that yeah? And we talked about that, and I think the first or second oh i think yeah maybe origins because i remember talking about um say you will yeah say you will we're definitely talking about that and yours you were mentioning that yeah so they and then like kanye put on twitter that somebody reached out to him for the clearance and everybody was like drake's gonna do something for the 10-year anniversary yeah and he did like he re-released it on all streaming sites but we didn't know if it was gonna be cleared because kanye and him were beefing but apparently it was cleared and then on his instagram caption when he posted about it Drake, he kind of shouted out Kanye and was yeah, like, yo, praise, I guess. 10 years ago, I was rapping over your stuff because you simply had like the hottest stuff out, which mm-hmm. is facts. Yeah. So that was cool. I'm not sure if that beef has ended. I know him and Pusha T still probably super beefing. But um, it was dope to see that because that song is one of the hardest songs on the on the project. Going back to it, I realized how the features on this are pretty crazy. I was talking, I forgot it was, I was talking to one of my friends. And you look at it, you see like Licky Lee. I don't know how I pronounce that. Is it Licky yeah. Lee? I think? I'm not sure. I like her a lot, but I never knew um, how to pronounce her name. Yeah. Shout out to like ADD because I just don't know. But then also Santi Gold. Yeah. Like those two are like crazy, like, especially back in back in the day, bro. And just you like got- have them featured on your album, like those two, and like looking, especially because Licky Lee just dropped an album recently, and I really liked it. But then also like all the Lil Wayne features. Yeah, he's like on like three or four songs on this. You know why though, right? This is kind of like when they were starting Young Money. So Wayne gave him a call and was like, "Yo, I'm starting this thing called Young Money." Nicki was already on it. I believe Tiger was on it already. Wait, they were on it before before uh, Drake? Drake. Yeah. Oh, really? I think. I mean, when I was I was watching a Drake interview, uh, I believe he said that, which is wild to me when I heard about it too, because he's kind of like their MVP now. But yeah, so he was riding with him hard, and this is when Little Wayne was. Still, oh at my his god, very yo top. His verse on um, what song was it? On um, Ignis shit. Yo, 
fire. It's so crazy. It's so like it just captures where he was in that time perfectly. How nice he was at like during that time. Like was it two thousand nine? Two thousand nine, bro. He went off so hard on that bro. verse. I remember not hearing that song for a minute, and I remember when it came on, it was just like bro, I already knew everything. It's the first time I listened to it since like eleventh grade. Or what? I knew I the whole verse, bro. And then, I, <laughs> you just, they don't breathe on that. Yeah, he just goes hard. Oh that just, I think it's one of my favorite songs, at least top three of this whole album. Yeah, Successful, sure. everybody knows. Trey Songz was one of the first people to to give uh, Drake a cosign. Oh yeah, true. So that's important, and it was just overall just a dope project. But it's crazy to see how, I mean, it it charted number five on the uh, Billboard charts, something like that. Uh, when it re-released now? Yeah, when it re-released. So, oh, yeah, did he? So he has like all 10 albums or however. I remember. He has all 10. And I believe one of the 10, though, is the EP of this same thing. For real? Yeah. Which, not top, was it top 10? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because so, think about it. This is before he had all his other stuff. So like it was getting plays back in the day. But it's just crazy to see how like, I mean, this, most of it was already available. And if not half of it was already available. It came out 10 years ago, and just like a simple re-release with all the songs got him another top 10 album, which is That's crazy, wild. yeah. I remember seeing people, which I thought was funny and crazy to think of, like how old we are, but people on like social media thinking that this was like a new Drake project. Yeah, that's and, wild. And like... Yeah, like just to think about that, like we were there. We were like, how, we were probably like fifteen or I don't mean, know how how old. Yeah, you? around you that 10th age, 14, 14, 15. 15. And you have kids probably around that same age now who weren't alive when this shit came out. Yeah, man. Being like, "Yo, new Drizzy, new Drake." I'm like, and it's like <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I think I heard this one." Before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Best I ever had. You have to have heard. But there's like a bunch of songs where, especially the songs that weren't cleared. Yeah. Cause damn, there's 18 songs, so more than more than half of the songs weren't on on Apple Music or any anywhere else. Cause I'm pretty sure it's like seven songs that are available on the old. I can't yeah. find it now. But they took it out. Oh, they took it out. Yeah, now? they took the. Old I, I guess it doesn't make sense for, to have it. But you know what I was also thinking? How easy is it now for Drake to clear all these samples besides the Kanye one? Cause back then it was probably a problem, but now it was, it was a mixtape. Yeah, wasn't it was it wasn't an album, right? So far gone, I thought it was it came was, out initially as a mixtape, and then he re. So I think this is the second re-release because I'm pretty sure it came out as a mixtape, and then he released it as like a physical copy, like as a CD. Yeah, and that was when he just got signed. So actually, I think what he released as an album was the white cover, which is on Apple Music. Yeah, because that's all he could. Because that exactly, at the time. yeah. Because like, congratulations, that's like a Coldplay sample. Yeah, that's straight. a big. Yeah, it's a big same, and there's a bunch of other ones that are. Ignit, that song is um Jay's. Oh, what song? Ignit. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't know that. But yeah, it's just crazy to see that, and I think it just plays on nostalgia. A lot of us, especially now, like people our generation, are like, "Yo, this project was it." And I remember watching a, a Genius for the Record episode. Uh, shout out to Rob Markman. Basically, they cover like if Drake has a classic, and this was the topic of discussion when this one came out. Because if Drake has a classic, yeah, they they were like, like a classic this, song or a classic album, classic album. Oh, okay. And they were like B Dot from Rap Radar said basically Drake's top ten, and it doesn't matter if he if it's he has a defined classic or not. But 
I mean, I think this could be a classic. I feel like this one's yeah. a classic. I feel like Take Care is a classic for me. And I think nothing was the same. And I can make an argument for all the other ones, but that's just because I'm a huge Drake fan. Yeah. But no, I, Take like, Care, I think Take Care, I think a lot of people agree that Take Care was his best album. Yeah. If not a classic, at least. Or yeah, a classic, sure. It's pretty dope to see that that happen, that re-release. And it's just kind of like, this is like a, a checkpoint, I feel like, in the transition from physical to like the digital age of music. Because you could do things like this and people will get excited for it. Mm. And it's like great quality because I know I probably downloaded a bunch of these songs off LimeWire or something back in the days. So, yeah, man. That's it. So, there you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been another episode of Off Mic. Off Mic. This is your host, Pedro. And Solomon. And we'll be back next week to break down all things music. Also, don't forget to check out all the other content on the Cesspool Network. Holla. Have a blessed day and week.